Does Jesus have a problem with LGBTQI+. So this is my topic actually today. And you're saying, Pastor, why in the world are you preaching about this topic? It's a very sensitive topic in our days, right? Uh, it's very crucial what you say or you, what, you, what you can say actually. But I know for the most people right now here, it's, not, it's actually not your topic, right? But you know at least one person in our environment, that person going to that questions actually. And if you have struggling in those areas, uh, I just want to say to you, relax you for a moment because I want to explain you what I believe and why I believe and what is really uh, the idea of God in heaven. I want to split the message in three parts. I want to start a little bit with the history because history is always key that you understand why we are on that point at the moment and where we're going from now in the next five, six years. You have to know it actually. There's, there's a move. I don't say the move is good, but there is a move. Then I want to have a theological part where I explain you with the tricycle what I believe and then very practical. What can I do for my kids and also for my family? I want to start We have a Bible verse from Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4. Jesus said, haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied, they recorded from the beginning. God made them male and female, dot. And this is right now the beginning when you say in our days, God created male and female, dot. People say, you cannot say that I just read the Bible. And either the Bible is your foundation, and if the Bible is not your foundation, then you have just the foundation of what people believe in our days. So what I like in, the, in this idea in the beginning of God's thinking was always man and female were equal loved and equal values and in the same level actually. We are equal gifted. So that means actually Paul saying the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4. And I, and I like this Bible verse because you see we are equal. The wife doesn't have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. Now, we don't stop there. Now it goes on. In the same way, the husband doesn't have the authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Isn't that amazing news? That means actually you are equal in the same level. And this is the idea of God in the beginning, equal loved, equal value in the same position. Now, but over the years, when you study history, what happens actually that the people will say, no, no, the man is the stronger, the man is the first, and the wife, whatever she's doing, she's not strong enough, she's not smart enough. People treat women like slaves. So I'm going to uh, two guys, Aristoteles, for example, He's not a Christian. He wrote in the, in the books of politics, check out what he said. So it's naturally with the male and the female, the one is superior, the other is inferior. The owner governs, the other is governed. At the same rule must be necessary to hold good with the respect to all mankind. Check out what happens. In the Greek thinking, they will say, no, 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 man and female were not equal anymore. Man is always on the top. And the woman is down and I will control the woman. I will control every male, female. Isn't it amazing? They will say, you are born to bring babies. You cook, you clean, you're at home, and I'm your boss. This is what Aristoteles said. And this mindset was over the whole Greek uh, area, actually. But even for the Roman people, uh, David Instone Brewer said, for example, Roman husband 
were expected to have concubines and go to prostitutes. After a meal, that's why they ate all the time. Just choke a little bit. It was customary for the host to offer these services. Wives who complained about this were seen as fuzzy or disruptive. Can you imagine if your woman say, don't complain, at least I'm married, at least I'm your boss. So the mindset of the Roman culture, the Greek culture was always the man is on the, is on the top and the woman is somewhere not in the top, but in the biblical thinking was always man and female are equal loved and equal values on the same level. So what happens actually over thousands of years, something came out of a balance actually. And God always uses people and what happens in the, in, the, in, the, in the history, not everything is right or everything is wrong. There's always in every move, there is always something godly. So in the, 19th, the 18th century, actually, they said equality, actually, the woman's right active, Elta Palm, she said, we are your companions, not your slaves. She said, why in the world are you treating us like slaves? She start to fight that we are in the same level. And the husband will say, no problem, you can be on the same level, but you're still attached to me. So I can lead you, I can guard you, no big deal actually. So it said, no problem, put you up same level, but I control you still. In the 19th century, the difference, feminism, the gender is not something you have, but something that you do and you can just live differently. So for the very first time, a woman will say, hey, I'm not just born as a woman and I bring babies and I work at home. I have the right to choose my own work. Right now, you can choose your work by yourself. You think that was, has always been like that. No, it's not. She said, it has the right of every woman. You can make a decision. What job do you want to work? You see, it became a little bit loose, but still attached to the husband. In, in the year 1960, the introduction of the birth control bill is a game changer. Sexual revolution takes place. You can have sex without marriage, only without commitment. It means when before that you had a problem when you had a marriage, when you had sex together, and you cannot, you had babies like crazy. For example, my mom, she was brought up with 16 kids. This was normal. But back then you had sex and then you had the baby. So with the pill, you can say, oh, oh, wow, I can have also sex outside of the marriage because when I have sex with another woman and with the pill, she doesn't get pregnant. And this was a revolution in a bad way because all of a sudden marriages were not a safe place anymore. And what happened actually, a lot of um, fatherless children were born. The children said, I don't know who is my father actually. But the sweet thing in that revolution was that sexuality became something erotic. Because until then, sex was always with the fear of having a baby. But then we say, hey, the wife can say, I'm relaxed because I can enjoy sex as well because I know I'm not getting pregnant. So, but there have been a lot of fatherless children and this was a big issue for a lot of people. In the 70s, they said, the equality feminism, Simone de Beauvoir, she said, one is not born, but rather becomes a woman. She said, every woman can make a decision about your own body. They said, it's not fair when you have sex with a man and you get pregnant, the man walks away 
And the job doesn't change. His lifestyle doesn't change. But now I have a baby in me and I want to make a decision, the same decision like a man to say yes or no because the baby comes from the outside in and I want to decide about my body. Have you heard about the slogan, it's my body, it's my choice? It started in the year 1970s where abortion took place all of a sudden for the women, hey, I can make my own decision. In the 90s, the queer feminism, Judy Butler, she's actually from America, she's leading in that idea. She said, there are two genders, male and female, of course. That's, that's not even a, 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 a no-brainer. But there are different sexual orientations. That means you can be a man and you have feelings for a wife, for a woman, or you have a feeling for a man, or you have a feeling for something else. And she said, it's, it's the gender and your sexual orientation, it's not the same. And when you study history a little bit, you will say, oh my gosh, that's not something new. When Paul was speaking to the first church in Corinth, they believed in the same thing the Greek-speaking people in Corinth, they believed that the spirit, soul, and body you can separate. But in the Jewish thinking, it's like soul, body, mind, it's like one package. So they said, for example, okay, uh, having sex has nothing to do actually with your spirit. It's just a body thing because your body needs sex. And the, the explanation is like this. Your body needs also food, right? You need food. It's like eating a dessert. And you're eating dessert not always in the same place. You're eating dessert here, there, a little bit there. They're saying, yeah, sex is like hobby. You don't play tennis always with the same partner. You're changing the partners. It's just, it's just sex. It's just dessert. Sex is not lo love. It's something what I need, otherwise I will die. Nothing new under the sun happens by the Greek people many, many years as well. In the year 2020, the gender mainstream took place, say, why in the world we split those things? There are more than 72 different genders. And now the challenge is in our days, we are, we are not from this world as Christians, right? But we're living in this world. And after a while, we're thinking the same thoughts like the world they think in the Bible said, our, our mind and our heart has to be removed, renewed actually. Bible says our heart and our feelings are not right. If you think my feelings are right and my heart is right, the Bible says, no, 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 no. Your feelings are not okay and your heart is not okay. You have to remove your mind into the word of God, actually. So now we are in a challenge in our days. If you speak about a topic like this, people say, are you crazy? But I think as Christians, we have a different perspective than the world. So I want to explain you actually what happens actually in the sexual um, the sexual drive, actually. So what happens actually are four things. And now this is very important that you understand what's going on right now in the world. So they will say, you have to tolerate me. Whatever I believe, whatever is my sexual drive, you have to tolerate me. And toleration means, what happens if I love you, but I hate your lifestyle? So Jesus loved the people but Jesus never embraced their lifestyle because the lifestyle, Jesus changed their lifestyle. And here is something where people say, you have to tolerate me and you have to love what I'm doing and saying, yes, it's good. I want to give you a very simple illustration. I don't think porn, porn is, is not a good thing. 
If you watch porn, you know, if you do a brain, a brain scan, your brain will be have a dysfunction after a while and you get so sick like an addiction person actually. Your brain goes to a different form. That means porn is not something good. This is what I believe. So what happens if I say, I do not believe in porn, but my friends, they're watching porn all the, ta all the time. And they're doing masturbation, uh, they must masturbate actually, they're doing the masturbation thing. So they told me this thing and I will say, hey, I love you, but I don't like your porn style. So you split those things, the world brings everything into a package. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That means toleration doesn't mean I love everything what you do. The second thing they said, you have to accept me. You have to accept the way I feel and what I walk, and this is what people believe. People have been brainwashed in our days, do have to accept me, and it's right. The second, third step is to, we celebrate, we celebrate for one month a gate prayer, for one month, waves for one month. We, we have never done in history for one month we celebrate just a majority. We're doing this, and if you say, I do not celebrate with you, they will say, what's wrong with you? And all of a sudden, you are like a foreigner and say, hey, I, I love you, I respect you, but why in the world should I celebrate something which I don't like, which is not my topic? And all of a sudden, the world doesn't stop there. Now listen to me. If you say gay and all those things, it's not a big deal. Love, can it be something wrong? Listen to me, you don't think farther away. The fourth step for all those people, and now in all the schools and even in kindergarten, they say, participate with me. And this is something so crazy that a lot of people, if you have kids and they're going to, to school, kids are coming home from school and say, hey, I'm not sure if I'm a man or a woman, because in the school they're teaching me, there are different options. And how can I know that I'm loving a wife or a man? I have to try out. If I do not experiment all those things, how can I know? Many years was so simple. When, when you had a baby, a baby was born, you see, oh, it's a penis. Oh, it's a man. Franz, Peter, Uli was the name. Now people say, no, no, no. You, as parents, you cannot say it's, it's a boy. How in the world can you say it's a boy? So let them the space, and when he's 12 years old, he can decide what he wants to be. When I hear a story like this, what's going on in the school, I think, hey guys, what's going on? Something is not in a balance anymore, and someone say, we have a stop now. And I tell you also why, why I believe what I believe, and I have a big respect about those people. They have different feelings, but they have gone too far in their agenda. And I think we have to understand what the world is heading to. It will be very traumatic for a lot of people. And I tell you why a lot of people, you do not say anything. I tell you why you do not say anything. I tell you why you're quiet. Even now you're very stiff. Even online I can feel it, you're very stiff. I tell you why you say nothing. If you say nothing in our days, the people will do cancel culture. They will cancel your job. They will cancel your friendship. They gets a shitstorm and all those things, and the people think it's right that we delete you. This is a demonic system. This is a demonic system. We are in a world where we can be, we doesn't have to be agree about anything. How often when I preach, you not agree with me? 
you still come. We are not agree about anything. My wife and I, we are also not agree about everything. But we love each other, but we are not have to be agree about the lifestyle. So, in Romans chapter 1, verse 24 and 25, and this is a very, very tough Bible verse. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desire and their hearts to sexual impurity of a degarding of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served creating things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. This is what happened in our days. And here's the point. Uh, I want to explain you a little bit about theology now. So this is the history, what's going on, why, how far has the things developed actually. So here is um, a tricycle, three wheels, and I like it. And this is a very simple explanation about the theology. So at the moment in our world, in, in the churches around the globe, there are two kinds of theology. The progressive theology, they were saying, yeah, we are liberal. I don't know, we have, to, we have to deconstruct the Bible because there's a lot of things written. It doesn't make sense anymore because people have developed. We are not the same like 2,000 years ago. Yes, we do not have wars anymore. Yeah, we, everything is better than 2,000 years ago. Wow, 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 what an explanation. So they're saying, when you're reading the Bible, not everything is inspired from, from God because people have written those books and those people have not been perfect. So the liberal theology, they will say, hey, listen, what you feel and what you have experienced is right. This is like the front wheel. It leads you, it guides you. That means your feeling and your heart and your desire, it's right. And the saying, the back wheels, this is your Bible, and this is your tradition. So that means what I believe and what I feel and love, all those things is leading me. This is the liberal theology. So, and I want to say to you, you have to make a decision from now on as a Christian. What do you believe? You believe this is your feeling, this is your experience, this is how you feel, or I'm saying this is my Bible. The Bible is my foundation. The Bible, the Word of God, is my leading path. It's not my feeling. It's not my desires. It's not my heart because I'm sinful. My feelings often not right. And I really do believe that the Bible, the Word of God, is my foundation wheel. And in the back, yes, there are my feelings, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And here is also the tradition. And this is a picture which I want to ask you. You have to make a decision what you really believe. Because from now, in the next couple of years, churches will be, we will split it in two parties. Some people, they say, now we believe in my feelings, I believe in my hearts. And some people say, no, 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 it's not about my feelings. I believe in the Word of God. I give you one, one theological thought, what people will say, the liberal theology will say in the, the book of Romans, Paul is saying, for example, homosexuality is not something that God is so happy about it. So they will say, for example, yeah, but you have to understand, in those days, they were not free, free homosexuality. A guy, a, a man uh, hired a, a boy, he took him like a slave, and that sex together, not in an agreement, was always sex with a slave. But we have developed in our days, we do not have slaves anymore. That means from now on, sex is equaled. Both are saying, yes, 
That's why you have to understand what Paul is talking about was in a different, different setting. This is how they're doing King Kong flip-flop Bible reading explanation. So now I want to ask those people a question. I understand you and I hear you and I have a deep respect for people that have a different drive. I have a deep respect for people that have a different, different uh, drive. So, but then I will ask you, what's about in the beginning, God created male and female dot. There is a dot, and a dot means it's a dot. What are you doing with that? They're saying, ah, I don't know, but, but let's go back to Paul. This doesn't work, actually. When you, when you have a reason why you believe what you believe, what they're doing is the deconstruction, take out what you like. And I want to read you a, a, a quote, actually, from Augustine of Hippo. He said, um, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it's not the gospel you believe, you believe in yourself. So this is the point. A lot of things which I read in the Bible, I don't like. When I got saved, a lot of things, it challenged me. I said, wow, I have to bring 10% of my income to the church. I said, God, you're crazy. I didn't like But after a while, I understand yeah, there's a pattern, there's a principle in the Word of God. And the Word of God is like a mirror. It reflects me and shows me I can develop in my life. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4, 4, verse 3. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great numbers of teachers to say, what their inching ears want to hear. You will find on YouTube what you want to hear. YouTube is a bubble, it's an algorithm. If you're looking for the same thing, you're living in a Bible bubble and you hear all the times those things what you want to hear. <laughs> Listen to me, this is how YouTube works. You are surrounded by a bubble. That means you have to understand there are also different options and opportunities in your life. So I want to make now a point to be really clear that you understand I have a big respect and love for everyone. It doesn't matter what is your lifestyle. I even don't say my lifestyle is perfect. So, but in the nature, in the nature scientist, in the nature scientist you say there's a norm. That's a very important point. In the nature scientist you speak about the norm. For everything there's a norm. And sometimes there are things that are not in the norm. For example, some things are too big or too small, too heavy or too light. And then you will say it's not in the norm. And those things means they're not in the norm. You don't take those things that are not in the norm and you say, oh, those things are not in the norm. We make them to the new norm. The norm means for the majority of the people, it's a norm you fit in the, in, in, in the, in the agenda of God Almighty. That means God has given us a norm and you fit into the norm. Now, we speak about there are intersexual people. We speak about 0.2% to 0.5%. I want to repeat this again because I want to make a statement. There are intersexual people in this world. You can prove it by medically actually. 0.2 to 0.5% of the people, they have a different sex drive from the beginning since the birth. And they have, for example, you cannot classify them into male or female. They're only 0.2 to 0.5%. And they have different hormones. 
And you can see, you can find this in the sport that some people have too much hormones and they cannot run by the women because they have the hormones like, oh, like they cannot run by the men. They have hormones like a man, but they're women. You can find the sport all over. This is medically proven. You can test this actually. That means there are some people, they're growing up with a different hormone from the beginning. And listen to me, there's always a Bible verse in the Bible explains us actually this situation. There are eunuchs. Have you ever heard about the eunuchs? A eunuchs you can read in Matthew chapter 19 verse 12. There's a eunuchs. For there are some men who from birth will never be able to have children. That guy has not done anything wrong. But from the beginning he is born, he said, God is saying, he has something. It doesn't fit into the norm. Yes, there are some people, they have a homosexual horn. From the beginning they are born. But when I say 0.2 to 0.5, you'll say, no, no, Pastor Leo, there are much more. You don't speak about the facts, you speak about the feelings. And feelings and the facts, it's not the same. Feeling, it's the mainstream. Feeling is a sinful nature, but facts, it's not the point that some people have homosexual hormone inside from the beginning of the earth and you cannot change that. And that's the fact of, of the nature scientist. And this is actually what you can say to people, but it's a very, very small number of people. That's why you have to check out every person when someone has something, you check, you sit together, you ask the question, is this something from the, from the birth or is something just happened about feelings? So I asked Dave Kuhl, our worship leader, he has two beautiful daughters. Uh, they are so smart, smarter than him. And they're coming home, they're coming home from school and they're saying, Daddy, I'm in the school. What are you talking about is reality and I have some questions. Yeah, actually this topic uh, moves me for quite a time now, two or three years ago. Um, I received a phone call by a lady that was, that used to be in ICF church and uh, saw a documentary about ICF, uh, how we think about homosexuality and she, she was very disappointed. She was like, hey, I, I am so disgusted that I was ever a part of this, this church and ever a part of your team. How can you still today in 2020 still think that this is uh, not um, something to do? And uh, it really got to me and I realized I need to dig really deep and find out what does the word of God say? Well, what are the arguments people are having? So I started digging and digging and reading a lot and, and just informing myself and, and struggling with these topics that really are hard on me. And the, to the point of, with my daughters is this, our um, open table is, the, is our lunch table. When they come home from school and we just talk about anything, there's no restrictions, no taboos. And they might come from school and I will just share my news thoughts that I wrestling and struggling with and uh, what I think the Bible tells about homosexuality, for example. And then my daughter would ask me, well, Papa, what about if I was gay, if I was a lesbian? And looks at me really challenging and I'm like, well, I would still love you the same. But this is what the Word of God says. And will not kick you out of the house or anything, but this is what the word of God says. Or my other daughter comes 
at home um, and she tells me about the, the lecture they had about uh, different genders and all the what, what we just heard today and uh, they had a, a, a documentary they watched about homosexuality and man kissing really intimate and, and really kind of uh, um, intense and she's, she told me that the whole class was kind of um, not happy about it and, and couldn't really watch it and were like a bit disgust and the teacher was turned off the TV and said he, he just thought it was really um, sad that they cannot enjoy this. So I thought, well, okay, we teach our children, or they want to, us to teach the children that we just leave them alone and they will develop themselves. But this is their first response, so I don't know who's, who's in the right. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my reality at home and what I just want to uh, challenge you and really ask you and actually beg you is that you fight with these topics for yourself. I think we, uh, we live in a time that we, where we need to make up our minds, where we need to dig deep in the Word of God. If we want to call ourselves Christians, if you want to believe anything else, it's fine, but then you're not a Christian. If you are a Christian, you are founded on the Word of God, and then we really need to dig deep and also be able to formulate what we believe. Let's give a big round of applause again, Pastor Dave. So the, the reason why I did the series in the January about the Bible, this was a very important uh, series. Actually, if you do not believe in the Bible, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, then you can believe whatever you want to believe. That's the point. But then you make your own rules, what you believe, it's right or wrong, and you make the decision that feelings that people have are in the center and it's equal like God. And I, if I read the Bible, if I check out my life, I could not, I could not be agree with you because they, <laughs> my feelings are far away of being perfect. So I want to close uh, very practical with six points. Don't worry, I want to preach about the six points. You can make, take a picture. Family mainstream instead of gender mainstream. There are six points I want to share with you. Point number one is decide which values you want to build your family on. In my family, we say the Word of God, it's, it's the leading wheel. We believe that the Word of God is challenging. I believe sometimes God is saying something to me which I don't like, but He's God and I'm not. And I'm obedient. I believe that God created knows what is the best for me. The second point is accompanying your children lovingly and mindful during the first stages of their life journey towards consolidation sexual identity. Just follow with your kids because you are the parents. And if you have kids, the kids belongs to you. They do not belong to the church, uh, to, the, to, the, to the schools, not to the teachers, not to the TikTok and Instagram world. You can sit together and you speak about everything in your life. My parents, they never taught me about money and sexuality. And let's be Christians where we speak open in your families about money and also sexuality because you are the best teacher for them. The point number three, speak respectfully about people who profess a different expression of their sexual identity. We will never speak negative if you have a different sex drive. Never, ever. We love everyone. Jesus loves everyone. But I will not embrace your lifestyle. Jesus will not embrace your lifestyle either. Sometimes Jesus even not embrace my lifestyle either. Because Jesus is the center and I'm not. Point number four, trust your children's decision. When your children have made the decisions, trust them. It's their decision. It's their life. 
And like your life, it's your life, it's their life. You have to ex expect their decisions. Point number five, continuing communication with your children. Never stop speaking with your kids. Our boys are 24 and 22 years old. They are actually grown up. Um, still today, we are still their parents. I mean, they can do whatever they want to do. In the beginning, when the kids are small, you carry your kids on, on your legs. But when they're leaving your house, you carry your kids in your heart. You're still in your heart. It's there your kids, your flesh, and your blood, and you speak with them very well. Point number six, and I'll close with this to make a clear point. Welcome people with a different sexual identity. Our church door is open for everyone, for everyone. We will never check on the door which gender do you believe. We have never done that, and we will never do that. That means in the online community, we means also the migrant churches, we mean also in our church, we have a welcome, a welcome culture. And in our church, we have all different kinds of people. But we believe in a Jesus who can change us, transform us, and we can be not the same anymore. This is what we believe. And here is my point, my question to you. You have to make a decision about the front wheel, the leading wheel, what are you believing? Do you believing that the Word of God is your foundation? If you're saying yes, there are still some expect, um, some people, they are not in the norm, natural scientists, but they are only 0.2 to 0.5% people. And we cannot change that. From nature on, they're born like that. But this is not the majority. And that cannot be an agenda where we talk and teach the kids in school. This is insane. So can you ask you to stand for a moment, live and online as well. And I know it's a very unique preaching. You came here, you expected a life-changing message. Now you got the life-changing message. So let's close our eyes for a moment. The biggest truth is Jesus. And people speak about the truth in the news all over what is truth and what is your right. As a Christian means I do not have my own rights anymore. I lay down my feelings and I lay down my heart and I say, Jesus, make me new. I'm living in a sinful, in a sinful season and my heart is not right. So I want to ask you right now, can you change me? And everyone has the area where you need a change, where you need a breakthrough where you need a miracle. Maybe you have an issue, maybe you have a challenge in your life, an obstacle in your life, something you attach to and you do not feel you're living in a freedom. You know, the Bible says, the word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet. The word of God is leading my path. So that's why I make the Bible to my foundation because the Bible will lead me and the Bible is a light for every single step I take. You know, I will never put my finger on other people. I always put my fingers on me and I say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need your grace. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Jesus, you can do anything and anything in my life. 
So I want to ask you for a minute, can you share out your heart for a moment? Maybe you're struggling in the area and you need a miracle. Maybe you need a healing. Let's ask Jesus for a moment. You are my healer. You are my best friend. You can navigate my feelings and you can navigate my heart. But I will not build my life on my feelings or my heart. I will build my heart and my feelings on the word of the Lord. So let's ask God right now for a miracle, wherever you stand. So I bless your life in the mighty name of Abba Father, your almighty God. God is almighty, all known and all present in your life. I bless you in the love of Jesus Christ. He died on my behalf on the cross. He took all my sins and all my failures on him so that I can be free. God, I bring my sickness to you. You said you died on the cross so that I will receive a healing. You can change me. You can transform me. You can renew me. You can restore me. And I bless you also in the power of the Holy Spirit. You never walk alone. He's a force in you. There is a power in you. There is a joy in you. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye